Hello, welcome to Luminous Star. If this is your first time, welcome. And this is a live stream. Today, I'm going to be doing a presentation for you. And I want to thank everybody who's joining me for the live stream. Now, the live stream will be uploaded at a, data, at a later date if you cannot join me right now. Okay, so again, I'm going to be doing a presentation. And thank you for joining me. And thank you for joining me. Okay, guys, um, I'm going to go ahead and. And thank you for joining me. Okay, guys, um, I'm going to go All right, ahead guys. And Hi guys, I'm sorry about that. I messed around there and hit the wrong button, but I'm back. <laughs> so again, thank you so much for joining me. And I'm gonna be doing a presentation for you today. So um, I'm gonna go ahead and send the link to the presentation. And I'm actually gonna go ahead and bring it up right now for you. Um, let's see here. The blueprint of a support base extended. Now I did a I did a presentation on this not too long ago. And what I had done with in this presentation was go ahead and at the end you're going to be able to find that presentation as a resource. Okay, so I'll just go ahead and bring this slide up for you. Okay. All right. Now, uh, the blueprint of a support base extended. Again, uh, welcome everyone who is joining me right now for the live stream. And this will be available at a later date. So in about a couple of days, you can go ahead and look for it and watch it at that time. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna be going over points and examples as well as tools for the uh, video, okay? And at the end of the video, I will be presenting 
the resources. Okay, so there's going to be resources at the end for you. But let's just go ahead for the sake of time, start the um, presentation. This is going to be for about an hour, guys. It may go on for over an hour. Uh, so maybe about an hour and a half. But I'm really going to try to wrap this up in an hour. Okay, point number one. Okay, let me go ahead and start this again. Here we go. All right, point number one. The blueprint must be seriously considered prior to beginning a strong support base. Taking inventory of your overall well-being is key while considering creating a support base blueprint. Take some time out to check the quality of your relationships, beginning with yourself. And I'm going to go ahead right now and just go over these three points. Um, sometimes what happens is like we, when we are looking at our overall well-being, right? Sometimes the ego can get in the way. For example, placing the ego aside and dealing with our shadow aspect can be scary and challenging. However, this is key to creating the support-based blueprint. So guys, I'm gonna go ahead and share with you, like in my past, that was one of the first things that I had to deal with, and that was my ego. So when I was dealing with my ego, that was pretty tough because that meant I had to take responsibility for certain things that I was doing in the uh, not only in my own life but in other relationships so that can be pretty tough and scary to even deal with yourself <laughs> you know yet alone other people that you're having relationships with so yeah that was one of the first things that i had to do in order to create a blueprint for my support base and that was basically to check myself how was i treating myself so just like the second example there, you know, for instance, if you go to church regularly, you may feel embarrassed to talk to somebody. So that will show that you have a problem with not only asking for help, but you have trust issues also. So that will be considered when you're creating your blueprint. In other words, you're checking yourself. You're looking at yourself first before you even start to work the support base. Because I know, guys, for me, before I began to even work my support base at all, when I was creating my blueprint, I had to take some things into consideration, such as my attitude, my ego, basically my ego. How was I having a relationship with myself? How did I treat myself? So all these things came into play when I was creating my blueprint for my support base. Last example, or actually next example, I have several examples here. Uh, next example is oftentimes it is our ego that can work against us, slowing down, thriving forward and making real progress in our support base. So real, real progress is 
of course, when you can actually see the difference in your life, because some of us who are right in the middle of toxic relationships, dysfunctional relationships, it's hard to see the progress that we're making with anything, not, not, not necessarily just a support base, but with anything. It's hard to really focus on what really matters in our lives, such as making or creating goals, setting goals, and actually achieving them. Those things are important. It's very difficult to put our priorities, you know, in order when we are engaged in dysfunctional relationships. So when it comes to the relationships we have with ourselves, guys, yeah, this was something that I found out long ago was very important for me to even consider when I was creating a blueprint for my support base. So I, before I even got to my support base and began to work it, I had to check myself. So I hope that makes sense. Next example, by taking note of all the challenges that are dealt with daily, how it affects us, will clarify where we are spiritually, emotionally, psychologically, and energetically. So the energy body also has to be considered. And guys, I can tell you that one is so easy to just overlook. I'm speaking of the energy body. It's so easy to overlook that, especially when we're right in the middle of all of that white noise and drama and chaos <laughs> and crazy making that takes place during a toxic and dysfunctional relationship. Now guys, that takes a whole lot of energy to even take care of everybody in those toxic and dysfunctional relationships. That takes a lot of energy. So when we're focused on that, guess what? We're not focusing on what we need. You know, we need some loving too. <laughs> so next example, if depression is a daily challenge, this will be considered as the creation, you know, of the support base, I'm sorry, of the support base blueprint. Okay. As we do that, see, if somebody is dealing with depression, this is something that they have to consider when they create the blueprint, because that's going to point out where the individual is emotionally, psychologically, and so forth. So this is why I keep saying that the blueprint has to take place first before we even work the support base. So we got to check ourselves. We got to look at where, where are we right now? What, what state are we in? How are we feeling? How are we doing relationships? What's going on in our lives? What type of challenges are we facing? See, all those, all those things must take place before we even work a support base, yet alone set one up. So next example, chronic pain is associated with anxiety, symptoms of post-traumatic stress, emotion stress, emotional stress, and a host of other unresolved issues. See guys, in, the, in my past, I was a person who was a workaholic for starters. I would go to work, sometimes work up to 12 hours, come home, and sometimes I will continue to work for an additional two hours. See, that's a workaholic on steroids. <laughs> I mean, really, that's a workaholic right there. That's way beyond. I mean, really, that's a 
That's an understatement. So when I think about that right now, guys, and when I use my past as a, you know, reference guide, and I look at how much of a workaholic I was, I'm amazed right now that I didn't have more problems than I had. But see, this is, I'm just want to give you guys a clearer picture of this example here. When I'm saying it is so important to look at exactly where you are right now, how are you feeling? How are you doing relationships? The challenges that you face daily, whether that is due to a diagnosis of, of a PTSD and you're dealing with symptoms of PTSD and complex PTSD, which is, you know, layers of trauma. How are you doing that? How are you dealing? What are your coping, what are your coping mechanism? See, all these things. Do you have a defense mechanism? You know, are you hypervigilant? All these things have to take place. So when I started looking at where I was years ago, guys, for one thing, like I say, my ego had to be put in check <laughs> for real because I had so much difficulty just asking for help because that actually correlated with my trust issues. So when I took a look years ago, when I took a look at exactly where I was, considering the fact that I was a workaholic for starters, guys, that sobered me up quickly. It really did. It helped me to realize that I wasn't managing as well as I thought I was managing my life from my personal relationships to my professional relationships. I wasn't managing very well. For one thing, my ego, I was very egotistical about that. And for one thing, being a military veteran, one of the things that I had to, one of the obstacles that I had to, you know, overcome was the fact that mentality of, okay, I can do it all, be it all, all the time. <laughs> wasn't going to work. It was not going to work. And it wasn't working. Things were falling apart pretty quickly. So as I was going to work daily, and then sometimes on weekend, you know, working when I should have been out having a great time, you know, having people wanting to take me out, having people inviting me to parties. No, I would push all that aside because I was neglecting myself. I was, you know, just going into overdrive, going at a hundred miles per hour and going nowhere fast. <laughs> so yes, when you check yourself, it helps a lot. It helps you to draw up that blueprint of what you need in your support base. Moving on. How you treat yourself usually matches how others in your personal relationships treat you. What you tolerate in relationships is what you feel and think you deserve, regardless of what you profess with your mouth. Guys, amen to that one. I can really testify on that one alone. Boy, I have some stories on that one. <laughs> I can share a lot. I mean, that will take uh, a lot of hours, so I'm not going to do all that. <laughs> but anyway, I think you guys get the idea. It's, I mean, regardless of what you profess with your mouth, it's your actions that tell the truth. Okay? So if you place others before yourself, you will tolerate others being negligent in their relationship with you. So if you're negligent with yourself, if I'm negligent with myself, 
then more than likely I'm gonna tolerate or you know, or we're gonna tolerate a lot of BS in our relationships. Okay, and, and I found that out, guys, the hard way through trial and error. I definitely learned that one. Okay, let's move on with the examples. Professing desires of validation, love, sex, affection, money, materials, companionship, respect, and acceptance while being negligent and in a state of resistance of yourself will endure more dysfunctional relationships, will ensure more dysfunctional relationships to occur in your life. The quality of certain current relationships will remain poor. So as long as the, to just really summarize that last example or this example, right? To summarize that simply is this, if you are in a state of resistance, in other words, you don't want to change. You don't want to make some certain changes in your life. You don't want to start checking yourself. You don't want to look at the quality of your relationship with yourself. See, being in a state of resistance, see, that's going to slow everything down. And more than likely, you won't even get to the point of actually starting a support base. Now, we're just at the blueprint right now, but getting to the support base, you won't even get that far if you are in a state of resistance. And guys, I had that experience. This is why I'm so passionate about this when I'm speaking of it, because I've been there, done that. I made that mistake. When we are in a state of resistance, guys, that keeps us stuck right there. And when you throw that ego into the pot, <laughs> forget about the support base. Not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. No, not at that point. And then when you consider the fact that you are engaged in the dysfunctional relationships that you're having currently, see, nothing is going to change. You know why? Because you're not willing to change. You're not willing to look at yourself. And guys, that was one of my problems in the past. That was one of my issues was that I was unwilling to even look at how I contributed not only to other people's lives, but to my own. And I wasn't willing to look at the relationship that I was having with myself. So I was just busy, you know, being a workaholic, right? Achieving goals in life and also accomplishing, you know, a little bit in my personal life, but not enough because I was stuck. And that goes for my mentality. I had a victim stance. If something happened, if I didn't get that promotion, especially being a workaholic, I was like, I better get that promotion. <laughs> but you know, it was like, okay, I'm not willing to make some changes that are necessary for me to make strides and to continue to move forward and thrive in my life. I was walking around, you know, playing victim. Like, okay, if something didn't turn out, if somebody looked at me wrong, I, you know, it was automatically their fault. I didn't even consider how I played into it. Okay, guys, let's move on. Critical questions. What is your self-image? What do you do for yourself to show appreciation for your contributions? 
How do you talk to yourself? What are your currently, what are you currently grateful for? Okay, misspelling there. But anyway, you guys get the, the point. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go over these critical questions with you. First one, what is your self-image? Guys, I found out when I started, when I began to work my support base, what I found out was that self-image was very important. For instance, if I go out into the world, right, whether I'm interacting with even my pet, right? I have a pet. If I'm interacting with my pet, my self-image comes into play. How so? Okay, so glad you asked. <laughs> this is how it comes into play. If I view myself as a loser, then that is how I'm going to present myself to the world because it's going to be all in my aura. It's going to be in how I present myself from that to my words, to the language that I speak, the tone in my voice, right? It, all of that's going to come into play. That's the self-image. So if I go out and I interact with anyone, even, you know, like my pets, it's going to show up my self-image, whether it's of a poor quality or if it's an okay quality but needs some improvement. See, that's going to show up not only in my deeds but in my words. So a poor self-image is actually manifested in all of our relationships. So if you think that you're a loser, then you will present yourself unconsciously that way. You, because that's that subconscious mind that's always working, by the way, always working. It never shuts off, okay? It never shuts off. So when we start to view ourselves as someone who's a loser, who cannot accomplish goals, who cannot do something, or we don't keep our word, whatever it may be. See, all of that goes into the self-image. It's not about the color of our hair. It's not about the color of our eyes. It's not how tall or short we are. It's not about our body mass, you know, how large or how, you know, slender a person may be. It, that's not what I'm talking about here. Self-image is how do you look at yourself? It goes right into how you feel about yourself. And then when you present to the world, it manifests in your relationships. So if you, you know, you feel good about yourself, you think you're a person who deserves love and respect. See, that's going to be all in your energy body. That's going to be all in your spirit. That's going to be in your aura. That's going to be in the way you conduct yourself, the way you interface with people in general not just your friends and your family, but your coworkers, people that you are acquainted with, people that you do business with. See, that comes into play. Your self-image is very powerful. So if you think that you're a loser, yeah, more than likely you're gonna behave like a loser because that's gonna be your mentality. So I hope that makes sense. And guys, it took me a lot of practice. It took me plenty of practice 
to get out of that mindset. Okay, it, it takes practice, it takes time. This thing about people wanting a or desiring a quick fix, it's, it's just out. That's not gonna happen, that's not gonna fly here. Especially when we're talking about the blueprint and the support base. When we're talking about instant, like microwave instant, that's not, it's not gonna happen, <laughs> just not gonna happen. This takes time, it's a process. So second question, what do you do for yourself to show appreciation for your contributions? So guys, those of you who are my stars, yes, you have heard me say this before, that when we consider how we contribute and what we contribute, it's a game changer. So when we're looking at the contributions in our lives, it starts with us. So do you give yourself appreciation or are you just looking for everybody else to shower you with love and admiration and respect because of what you do for them in your life? See, it starts with yourself. Guys, I want to share something with you. Years ago, when I started to work my support base, what I noticed, and this was an epiphany, I noticed that I was negligent of my inner child that was wounded from trauma, from some of the abusive behavior that I had endured since my childhood. See, I was negligent of my inner child, which was still wounded, still hurting, okay? I had been traumatized from certain experiences of my past. So I was being negligent of my inner child. Guess what? Some of my relationships, you guessed it, reflected that negligence. It reflected that negligence. It was manifested, but I failed to see it for years. Guys, I failed. I failed to see it. It was in my face the whole time. So when I was having relationships with certain individuals, because I was neglecting my inner child, those relationships that were dysfunctional, they were toxic. One of the main things that was going on was that those individuals who behaved abusively towards me, they were negligent in the relationship. For instance, they would say that they will be somewhere or they will do something or they will call or whatever it may be, making repeated promises and not fulfilling those promises, not keeping their word, saying one thing and doing another, mixed messages, so on and so on. See, all those things are a manifestation of self-neglect. Okay, so when I noticed that, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Okay, there are certain things that I'm not doing here that can really help myself to have a better relationship with myself. Number one, I was being in a state of resistance. Number two, I wasn't checking my ego, which actually correlates with being in a state of resistance. 
not willing to look at myself so I can change and then seeing the manifestation of it in my life. Okay. So those were things that were going on. And the third thing I could have been doing to help myself was to just simply making the decision to improve the quality of the relationship I was having with myself. I wasn't willing to do those things guys. So it kept me stuck. Okay. So let's move on to the third question. Well, before I do that, I want to say something about the appreciation. Sometimes we want the, everyone else to appreciate us, like I was saying before. But when we just take some time out to appreciate ourselves, it makes a big difference. One of the things that I do, as you guys who are my stars, you know one of the things I love to do is go out in nature. This is, this is my way of appreciating my contribution to the world. My contribution to myself, my own life. And then it, it extends out to the rest of the world in the form of families, okay? In the form of friends, in the form of acquaintances, in the, in the form of mentors. Everyone that I interact with, see, it starts with me first. So when I show myself appreciation, whether it's taking a long, hot bubble bath, a spa bath is like how I like to call it, <laughs> you know, a spa bath or going to get a massage. All these things I do and I enjoy it. That's my way of appreciating myself. Now, there are things that we can do to appreciate ourselves without it taking money or very little money. OK, I do that, too. And that is sometimes I will go ahead and prepare myself a gourmet meal. Yes, sometimes I do like to burn in the kitchen. Yes. <laughs> okay. And sometimes I like to take myself out to eat. Maybe I'll go to a theater, a show. Okay. Now we, I'm going to swing it back around to what doesn't take a lot of money or any money at all to do. Sometimes I like to go out in nature, whether it's in my own yard or go out to a a park, a public park, you know, uh, a beach. That doesn't take a lot of money. You may want to purchase something while you're out there, but basically all of us can come up with ways to appreciate ourselves without money, without currency, finances. Okay. So going out to the beach, going out to the park, going out in your yard. I know some of us, you know, have the anxiety issues. Okay. That's, and I'm not judging, been there, done that. Every now and then, I still have my moments sometimes, but I put in some, some work. So I've learned how to pep talk myself if that should occur. I'm speaking of the panic attacks in the moments of anxiety. Okay, so yeah, just garden. You like to paint, you like to draw. You Maybe you can go online and, and learn how to cook learn how to do something. See, these things show appreciation for yourself and it doesn't take money. You can get quiet, pray, meditate. That's another form of showing appreciation for your contributions, starting with yourself. Okay. So how do you talk to yourself? I was mentioning that earlier, how the tone of, in the, the tone in our voices are also something to consider. 
You know that saying, it's not what you say, but how you say it. See, that's where the energy comes in. See, when we feel a certain way about ourselves, we tend to treat other people the same way. That goes for our energy. The, the, the energy that we embody, our spirits, it is projected out. It is reflected. It presents itself when we interact with other people on the planet. And we're most of the time, we're not conscious to it. But absolutely, guys, this is something that I had learned to take into consideration when I was creating my blueprint for support base. Okay, so I started looking at, you know, my pep talk when I'm in some sort of trouble or I'm facing challenges. How do I pep talk myself? Do I pep talk myself or do I just have that mindset of, oh, I'm a loser or here we go again. See, I can never get nothing right, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, I've been there, done that. Absolutely. So when we talk to ourselves, it's like. How do you talk to yourself? Do you speak to yourself as if you speak to your child lovingly of whom you are consoling? You know, your child may have hurt, hurt him or herself playing out in the yard. You know, do you scold your child or do you comfort your child? See, we tend to treat ourselves the same. So when we pep talk ourselves or when we talk to ourselves, see, this is very important. Do you lovingly pep talk yourself you know is your tone harsh like oh you stupid idiot or you know you can't never get anything right or you just a hot mess or you a thought you know you you just you know i'm tired of you you know what i'm saying do you do that or is it more like wow you know this challenge is a little difficult but you know what you're awesome you can get through it you can get through it you're gonna land on your feet. You have what it takes. May not look like it, may not feel like it right now. Might seem like your world is crumbling, but you know what girl, or you know what guy, you, you got it. Okay, man, you got it. You know, bro, you got it. Or girlfriend, you know, you got it. You can do this. You guys get the idea. You know, it's like, it's, it's about what you say to yourself. But more importantly, guys, it's the energy behind what you say to yourself. It's the spirit that you choose to embody. The energy that you choose to embody. So you can love yourself. Be patient with yourself. When things come up, you know, when challenges come, and we all have challenges, right? You can lovingly and patiently respect and love yourself okay you, you'll be fine you well you'll be better than fine you'll be awesome you'll land on your feet but you have to be able to visualize this you have to pep talk yourself and say you know what yeah this hurts right now this is you know i'm angry right now you know you can say oh, and guys I've, and girls i've been there <laughs> i've been there it's like you know what it, it don't look too good right now. It don't feel too good right now. But you know what? I'm visualizing myself successfully moving forward and landing on my feet, regardless of right now. And that takes practice. And I know you guys listening to me right now, you know, it's like, oh, that's easier said than done. Yes, I agree. <laughs> 
you won't get any argument from me with that one. I agree. It is easier said than done, but it's not impossible to do. It takes practice. You got to invest in yourself. And I'd like to suggest that, yes, you know, just just check out. Check out how you speak to yourself, especially when, when shit happens, okay? <laughs> especially when stuff starts to happen. I mean, I can, you know, testify just the other day something had occurred and it was unexpected for me and I didn't like it. And you know what? I went on and I expressed that I didn't like it. <laughs> but what I also did was I envisioned things getting better. I all I just at that moment when I went on and calmed down a little bit. Okay. I went on and I envisioned myself landing on my feet and things actually getting better. And you know what? That same day it did. It got better. Everything turned around. So not only did that situation just was resolved, everything turned around and it was in my favor. So I ended up smiling at the end of it all. <laughs> so it is very powerful the way you pep talk yourself. Okay, so moving on to that last question. What are you currently grateful for? Being in a state of gratitude means a lot. And I know I, I had to practice this too, right? I had to practice that, guys. It's like, okay, what am I grateful for? What's going on in my life right now that actually is promising? It looks promising. And, you know, it's all in the perspective. Am I looking at this, having the mindset of, oh, I'm a loser? Am I looking at it like, oh, that's never going to change? There's nothing I can do? You know, like dysfunctional families and, you know, some of my relationships that are toxic. For, this, for example, if I was looking at that and saying, you know what? There's no, I can't do anything right. This person is not treating me well. And, you know, just focusing on everything that doesn't work. Guys, it took me some practice to begin looking at what was, I, what was I grateful for through it all? What was going right for me at the time? What was I doing that I could be proud of at the time? So all of that is being right up under, see that's up under the umbrella of gratitude. What is a person grateful for? It says a lot, it says a lot because some people just walking around complaining and I'm not judging, by the way. I'm just stating the facts. Some people are walking around only complaining. I'm not necessarily knocking complaining because sometimes it serves a great purpose because it absolutely helps us. It challenges us to make some changes. So if you're complaining about something, of course you don't like it. So you're challenged to change it. You're challenged to be a problem solver instead of just focusing on what doesn't work, what doesn't you know feel good to you. We all go through challenges. None of us are gonna get away from that, <laughs> you know, as long as we're breathing, okay? So being in a state of gratitude helps a lot, okay? So just regardless of what those challenges are, it's like, okay, I'm grateful for this, I'm grateful for that. You know, I have uh, beautiful children or you know, I have some relationships right now. Yeah, some of those relationships are crappy, 
However, I have a few acquaintances, right? That I get on, every time I see them, we're laughing, we get along. You know, they are acquaintances. These are not people that I see on a regular basis. These people I might see once in a clear blue moon, but you know what? Every time I see them, it's a pleasure. These are acquaintances, right? So that's something to be grateful for, that you even have just a little bit of sunshine in your life. <laughs> so guys, it took me some practice to even do that. Let's move on. Tools. Take some time out to relax. That was a hard one. Man, I tell you, that one was a difficult one for me. Being a workaholic, <laughs> I'm telling you guys, as an ex-workaholic, that one right there, if somebody would have said that to me <laughs> years ago, take some time out to relax, I would have looked at them like they had three heads. And I probably would have gave them a particular gesture <laughs> and told them where they can go and how to get there. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, you know, take some time out to relax. And really, that is pretty self-explanatory. By taking some time out to relax, this will absolutely help you to place some things into perspective. This will challenge you to not just look at what's having you feel sad or frustrated or angry. Okay, so you just take a look. I don't care if it's just five minutes, right? You're worthy of five minutes, right? I hope so. <laughs> I hope you think so. Just take out a little bit of time, just relax and just breathe. Be mindful of your breathing. Very important. But I'm telling you guys, when I was a workaholic, taking time out to relax was just unheard of. I, I just, you know, I was like, what? Take time out to relax? Who are you kidding? <laughs> there's money to be made. There, you know, there's people to meet. There's projects to be done. That's more than likely something I would have said years ago, <laughs> right? But that relaxation goes a long way. So just taking a little time out, get quiet, start journaling, draw, you know, read, start, you know, reading a, a good book or something, just anything you can think of or take that spa bath that I was talking about. And guys, that goes for you too. <laughs> you know, taking a, a nice spa bath, getting a massage. But I mean, some of you fellas out there right now probably are more leaning to more the massage. You probably want to get that done first, right? <laughs> All right. But anyway, um, relaxation is key. Next tool, begin to take small steps to come out of your comfort zone. Yeah, that's another big one. Easier said than done. However, not impossible. So, for example, I'll share this with you guys coming out of the comfort zone. One of the things that I used to do, I mean, I'm very good at it now, so I really don't have to come. It's no longer an issue of a comfort zone with me, this particular thing I'm about to share with you. One of the things I used to do to come out of my comfort zone was I used to go outside and take a walk, not at a far distance. I don't care if it was just right up the street from where I lived. I would go ahead and just start going out in nature. And I will spend a little bit more time each time that I did it. 
that helped me to come out of my comfort zone. Now, if I wanted to stay home, if I had issues with actually leaving that particular day, right? What I would do is I would change my environment. I may change the furniture around. Okay. I may uh, start to journal or I may read a book. This is coming out of the comfort zone. Now, reading the book and journaling is okay. Now, the journaling is probably more effective than actually reading a good book. You can read a good book about how to come out of the comfort zone. <laughs> but anyway, by journaling, that keeps you in touch with what's going on in your life and how you're feeling and what your thoughts are. Okay? So, if you want to take radical action when it comes to coming out of your comfort zone, I just want to suggest, even if you're at home, change the furniture around a little bit. Decorate a little bit. Okay? Just change that physical environment around just a little bit. Okay? Say you do go out that day. Maybe you'll buy something. You'll buy some new decor for where you live at. Get a new uh, picture. Get some plants. Do something to alter your physical surroundings, which will absolutely manifest change. So that will be programmed into your subconscious mind that you're changing. So you will feel more comfortable with actually doing so. I know it sounds uh, far-fetched, but it works. It works. Because if you start seeing things around you that have changed, that where you live at, I'm talking about where you live at, what you see every day, when you start seeing the changes, then you'll feel more comfortable with changing. You will adapt to that environment, especially if you're the one that's taking a radical action to make that change happen. Then you feel more confident. I hope that makes sense. So one of the things I used to do was I would start right at home. I would start exercising, doing some push-ups, like I used to do when I was in the military, right? <laughs> do some push-ups or do some type of light exercising. Because before you know it, your body shape, your body will change for the better. This is a little bit what we can do to change the comfort zone, to come out of that comfort zone. Just make some small changes. You know, from going outside, spending a little bit more time outside, even if it's at the place that you live. You don't have to necessarily get in your car or walk, you know, miles away. Right. But it got to the point when I was able to do that, guys, that I was actually able to go out and jog for about a mile to go out and walk for maybe two or three miles. Yes, that's a lot of walking, but I was getting my exercise in. I was coming out of my comfort zone. It had built up to that. I didn't start off, you know, walking two or three miles, but it built up. So when we come out of our comfort zone, it's something that we can do to build up to that level. Before you know it, you'll get to the point where it's like, it's not even an issue of a comfort zone anymore. You can start taking on new challenges that are positive right okay let's move on next tool investigate community resources such as support groups 
to help you get started in building a strong support base. Online resources are also available. Now, at the end of this presentation, I do have in the slide for resources, I do have some of the online resources there for you. Okay, but uh, as far as like investigating for community resources, now this also goes into coming out of your comfort zone. So when you come out of your comfort zone and you start branching out into your community where you live at, before you know it, you may have made a friend or two. You may have a little bit of a few more acquaintances. You know, that's better than nothing. The bottom line is this. You're branching out. You're coming out of your comfort zone. And to build that support base, see, you will have resources. But see, all of this is about the blueprint. Some of you, I hope you still are with me about the blueprint. Because see, everything I'm sharing with you has everything to do with creating the blueprint for the support base. Okay, so recapping where you are emotionally, spiritually, so on and so on, you have to check that first because that's going to help you to determine what your support base will look like. So if you suffer from, uh, if you're dealing with, you know, phobias, depression, unresolved issues such as anger, you know, if you're dealing with this, this will help you to figure out what you need to do, what your support base is going to look like. So in the blueprint, see, the blueprint is just like the outline. It's the outline. It's the sketch, right? It's the draft of your support base before you actually start working it, before it really manifests in your life. The support base has not even come into play yet. The blueprint has to come to the forefront first. So you got to check yourself, right? Check out, check yourself out. Find out where you are. Find out what your faults are or your shadow aspect. What are those things about you that intuitively you know need some improvement? Check that out. Swallow your pride. Put that ego aside for a second and take a look at yourself and say, you know what? This is, this is some of my issues. So this is the blueprint. It's like, all right, I have an issue with trust, okay? So, boom, I have an issue with trust. Since I have an issue with trust and reaching out to anyone, this is what I can do to help myself with the trust issue. I can begin to have a better relationship with myself. I can start trusting my own intuition, my own inner voice. I can trust myself. So if I have a particular inkling or a hunch or a feeling or that inner voice starts to speak to me when say somebody is lying to me instead of throwing it off and just rejecting myself being negligent of myself i can embrace myself i can tune in to that inner voice and say you know what yeah that person is not being authentic right so guys i hope that makes sense so when you it, let's just say you have a trust issue that's how you can start to deal with that. Say, you know what? In the relationship with myself, I'm going to start trusting myself more. Because we all have that little inkling about something. When something come up or when somebody's lying to us or somebody's not being authentic, we get that little inkling 
and the inside it's like wait a minute this is not this don't feel too good so in the dysfunctional and toxic relationships the red flags go off the alarm bells go off and we're not just going to push it aside we're going to embrace ourselves we're going to love ourselves we're going to pay attention to our inner child that's how you start trusting yourself that's how you know who is trustworthy and who isn't it's amazing how that happens that's what happened with me when i started to trust myself my skills began to sharpen in who was trustworthy and who wasn't so yes when you start investigating for resources in your community first check what's going on with you and then you will feel more confident to branch out and get those resources because see all the resources is not a one-size-fits-all the things that work for me my blueprint or a support base will not be necessarily the same one that will work for you it's so it's not a one-size-fits-all it's very personal because we've gone through certain things that have left us traumatized or put it like this certain relationships that are dysfunctional that are toxic guys that experience has the result has been trauma and i'm not speaking of every relationship because <laughs> some relationships just contain people that we don't resonate with there's really no abuse going on we just don't resonate with each other so we go ahead and mutually agree to go our separate ways however i'm talking about when we are invested in emotionally you know invested emotionally in relationships that have been long term such as spouses family members you know best friends people that we love and care about however there's no resonance we don't vibe with each other there's abusive behaviors going on there's dysfunctional behaviors going on there's dysfunctional relationships maybe even at a chronic level but yet we're still invested we're familiar with that so having said all that you just have to start having that relationship with yourself improve it and then you know I had to be sincere guys nothing was going to change for me nothing was going to happen in regards to having healthy relationships until I was sincerely ready to make that change so a person has to be sincere they can profess with their mouths all day long and all they want to about how they're tired of what's going on in their toxic relationships well when a person gets to that point where they're tired of being sick and tired things will change for the better because they're going to do what they need to do to make it happen so when i'm talking about you know branching out a little bit in your community to find out some resources that plays right into that when you get to the point ladies and gentlemen <laughs> when you are tired of being sick and tired you will take radical action that is constructive okay illegal <laughs> i want to put that out there you will do that you will not wait for me you will not wait for anyone to tell you necessarily what to do intuitively you're going to know what to do when you start looking at the resources you're going to say okay it's like you know just visualize yourself looking at 
like you're looking at a menu at a restaurant, but you're looking at all the resources. You're looking at a menu of resources, right? You're going to know exactly what on the menu suits or is pleasant to your palate. You're going to know that. You're going to know it because intuitively you're in tuned with yourself. You're having a great relationship with yourself. Guys, I hope this makes sense. Because this, I'm, I'm sharing this with you because this is a part of how my support base came into play. And again, I just want to reiterate how support bases are not a one size fits all. This is why the blueprint is vital. Every blueprint from one person to another is personal, is very personal. For instance, part of my support base today, part of it, it's not really the main aspect of my support base, but it's a huge part of it. And that is going, taking some time out and going out in nature. Going out in nature. That may not work for you. For instance, you may prefer to go to church and that be a part of your support base. And, and I'm not judging. I'm just making an example here, making a point. So the blueprint is very personal as well as the support base. Very personal. So when we, when we break that down, it will only suit and fit us just like a custom made suit. It will fit only us and it will be something that we can wear and we can just, you know, work and deal with and, and just appreciate because it's ours. It's personal. I'm speaking of the support base. Very personal. It's very comfortable, like a comfortable pair of slippers or house shoes that belongs to only us. And that dog of ours better not be chewing on when we get home. <laughs> okay? Been there, done that. Yikes. Don't be chewing on my, my furry slippers. <laughs> yeah, especially if I, I paid a pretty penny for it. <laughs> okay, guys. But I really wanted to make those points and share those tools and those examples with you. And I'm at the end of the uh, presentation, I'm also going to be showing you some resources. But I really want to drive home the resources, investigating some resources for you. Because this is something that's very important. Because before I even began to work my support base, I had to look at that menu of resources that I was talking about. I had to look at that menu instead of just like, you know, just picture yourself sitting at a restaurant, sitting at the table. You have the menu there, but when the waiter or the waitress comes up, you ask them for a recommendation. You ask them what on the menu is the best. Now, they can tell you, they can even give you the soup of the day or what the highlight meal is of the day in the restaurant, right? They can give you all that, but does it suit your palate? I hope that makes sense. So if we already have a great relationship with ourselves and we're getting to know ourselves better, even discovering things about ourselves that we did not know before or noticed before, it's very powerful. It's very powerful. Okay. And so when that happens, as you're looking at those resources, right, you already know 
which ones more than likely will suit your palate and which ones is like, ah, I don't think so. I don't, I don't like, I already know what I don't like. And that right there is a description. Like say you're looking at a particular resource or a particular support group and it gives you a description of what the support group is about. Well, if you know you deal with felt phobias, certain phobias, but they're talking about uh, alcohol uh, anonymous. They're talking about like alcoholics. Well, you don't need that support group, right? Because that's not what you deal with. That's not, I hope that makes sense because you know yourself enough to say, you know what? No, that's, that's, I'm pretty certain that's a excellent support, you know, um, group, but I, I don't need it. It doesn't fit. That's also, I want to extend that by, you know, saying that when we go to counselors, when we go to therapists, you know, not, it's not a one size fit all. How many of us out there, you know, I, I'm going to ask this question to everyone. I'm pretty certain some of you already have experienced this. How many times have you gone to a counselor and found out that it wasn't a match? It wasn't a fit for you. Nothing against the counselor, because personally, you probably thought they were terrific. They were fantastic and they were probably very professional. However, what was going on in the, the, uh, the uh, counseling session was not helping you. It really, it didn't help at all. There wasn't enough of a challenge. In other words, this counselor, you may have great conversations. You may even laugh a little bit about certain things. And I'm not saying that the counselor doesn't do anything for you. However, during the, really for the overall long run, it's not very effective. So you may get a few laughs in with this counselor. You may very, you may like the way they are professional. You know, there are some points there. However, it doesn't really take you home. It doesn't help you to be able to stand on your own two feet and manage all of your challenges, to manage your life regardless of all the challenges. I'll put it like that. So, you know, you can keep going to this counselor for five years, spending energy, spending money, so on and so forth. However, when you look at your life, you don't really see progress. So this is why I say it's so, it is just so important to know thyself. That's actually my favorite model. That is my favorite quote, know thyself. Because when you do that, you can team up with other individuals, such as, such as a clergyman or a clergy woman, or you know someone out in your community. You can team up with many people who can turn out to be a very effective part of your support base. But see, again, the blueprint has to come first. So in that blueprint, when you know yourself and you know your likes, dislikes, and you know your temperaments and what you will tolerate and what you won't tolerate and what you can handle, what you can handle, see, all that is in the blueprint. Then when you get ready to work your support base and it expands, you know, it expands and it also gets stronger, yeah, you can continue to navigate that effectively, successfully. Not saying you won't never make mistakes. Not saying you'll never slip up. Yeah, I've been there, done that. <laughs> okay. But I think you guys get the idea. When you have a sense of yourself, when you learn how to have a great relationship with yourself, all the planets line up. 
It doesn't take away the challenges necessarily. It doesn't prevent you from having challenges. It may resolve some challenges and issues for good and indefinitely, but it's not going to keep you from having challenges in life. You know? So uh, again, I hope that makes sense. And I really wanted to break that down, the blueprint aspect. I really wanted to break that down because I made this mistake in my past where I overlooked the blueprint and I jumped and dived and dove right into the support base and it just didn't turn out, <laughs> didn't turn out too well. So that was a fairly weak support base that I had going on in the past. So when I started to have a better relationship with myself, guys, yes, I was able to have a better support base. Okay. So again, that's where that blueprint comes in. Find out where you are, you know, what's your temperament? What, what can you, you know, tolerate right now? And what is it that you just can't handle right now? Very important. Because even when it comes down to you incorporating and teaming up with other people for your support base, yes, the blueprint comes into play. The having the relationship with yourself comes into play. Because if you don't trust yourself, more than likely the counselors, the clergyman, or whoever you may talk to about your issue is not going to be a match. You're going to have that feeling of, wait a minute, I'm spending a lot of money. I'm spending a lot of time. I, I, I'm putting a lot into this and I'm not really getting anything. I still feel frustrated. I still feel like I'm starving. I, you know, I don't, I just don't feel like I'm, you know, I'm getting much out of this. Okay, so this is what's going to happen if we don't have a great relationship with ourselves. And it takes practice to learn how to have a greater sense of yourself. This is why I was bringing up in the critical questions about how do you view yourself? The self image is very powerful. That goes into your uh, relationship with yourself. Okay, guys, again, I know I'm really talking today, but for this live stream, I really wanted to make sure that I drove a lot of these points home and the information that I'm sharing with you. I really wanted to make it as clear and concise as possible. Okay. And of course, I'm going to welcome comments <laughs> and questions and all questions. Please send them to my email and I have a chat okay i have a chat uh room so the best way to schedule for time that is available for you and i both is to email me send me a personal email letting me know what times you are available or you know find out when i'm available right and or <laughs> so we can go ahead and agree for a time so there's my chat there's my email and of course, comments, suggestions even, okay? I welcome that. Okay, guys, I really hope you enjoyed this live streaming and this presentation. As you can see here, as we conclude, these are research suggestions, okay? So this overall live stream will be uploaded for viewing later. Also, this presentation, the link is also provided so that way you can look at it at a later date. Okay, guys, 
As you can see here, the research suggestions are listed. Now I went on ahead and started with the first three are actually the first four links that you see there, right? Three of them are videos that I've done. And the fourth one actually, you know, is a little special. It's a video, but you have to listen to it. You know, so you may want to put your headphones on and listen to it. This is one of the inspirations series video that I do. And as you guys who are my stars, <laughs> you're very special to me. You know, I like to go ahead and do those inspiration series as long as with the as long as the you know that's something that some of you appreciate and i've noticed from the comments you do appreciate them so i'm going to keep doing the inspirations series okay another series of mine is the critical questions however in the research suggestion here as you can see the first three links are videos that i've actually done the blueprint of a support base right a weak support base, breaking the energy cycle with narcissists. And the reason why I went on and added that is because when we are in the middle of toxic and dysfunctional relationships, guys, this is something that takes a lot out of us. It takes a whole lot out of us. The energy, sometimes we feel drained. We feel like, you know, maybe somebody around us is a, a psychic vampire. Uh, energy vampire. See, these are, are toxic relationship guys in a dysfunctional relationship. Yes. And to me, it's an understatement to say that it takes a toll on a person. It, that's an understatement. Because before you know it, your entire, your entire existence seems to be surrounded or focused on having these unhealthy relationships. So I went on and I included the uh, breaking of the energy cycle because when we walk away from relationships that are no longer serving us, when we decide to end dysfunctional relationships, and when we decide to go no contact with narcissists and those with close to be personalities, this is very important to do. Break the energy cycle. Very important. Because if we don't do that, we might as well say we never ended the relationship. We never walked away from the relationship or the relationship has never ended because it's going to feel that way. I don't care if it was 10 years ago, you're still going to feel some type of pull when it comes to those dysfunctional relationships. So breaking the energy cycle, <clears throat> pardon me, is very important. That's why I went on and included that particular video. For, for those of you who are probably wondering, well, what does that have to do with <laughs> the topic here? Oh, a lot. It has a whole lot to do with the topic we're talking about here. So, uh, yeah, you know, I remember when I, there was one particular relationship I can think of right now. When I was, I, actually, I was involved in that relationship. Ooh, I'm going to say, I think it was about five years. And so when I was in that relationship, there was a lot of abusive behavior going on. There was a dysfunction. There was dysfunctional behavior going on. So basically, that relationship was definitely toxic and dysfunctional. Okay. So, fast forwarding, guys, to when I actually was no longer in the relationship. I mean, it had been ten years, right? I was still now and then thinking about that. And when I did think about that person, I didn't feel so good. 
I actually felt as badly as I did when I was involved with them. How crazy is that? You know, right? I thought so at the time. I was like, why am I thinking about this? But guys, what I realized when I was working my support base, I realized I had an epiphany and I realized that I had not broken the energy cycle with that particular individual. We were and basically it was as if I was still having that relationship, yet it had been 10 years since I even spoken or seen that person. So I hope that makes sense about, you know, breaking the energy cycle. Very important. It's amazing how the resident, the uh, residue, the residue, right, from the relationships continue to stay with us from one relationship to the other. It stays with us, guys, until we deal with what transpired, what took place in those relationships that were very toxic, that were even traumatic. We have to deal with it. So if we keep on, you know, just oh, you know, say, well, okay, I'm just going to go to the next relationship. Yet we haven't dealt with what was going on in the previous relationship. Then everything that was going on in the previous relationship, the effects of it will be with us. So wherever we go, right, whatever relationship we're currently in or will have, it will be there until we break that energy cycle. So check out that video if you would, and hopefully it will inspire you and motivate you to continue to thrive forward. Okay, guys, and that concludes this presentation. And I want to thank you for listening and watching. Okay, now I'm going to go ahead and make sure that the link is available. Okay, guys, so the link in the description box is available to the presentation. And also in the presentation, I've gone ahead and the last slide has resources for you. So hopefully you will find those resources to be very helpful. And I want to go ahead and thank you again for joining me on this live stream. <laughs> okay, wherever you are on the planet, thank you so much again. And I hope you're doing well. I hope you are taking care of yourself. I hope that you are being patient with yourself. Because again, when we are right in the middle of toxic relationships, as I was explaining in the slides, yes, it takes a lot out of us. And the first thing, I'm just going to recap, the first thing that you have to do is to make sure that you have a great relationship with yourself. Because when it comes to the blueprint, which has to take precedence of actually working the support base, the blueprint comes into play first. Then we can start to build and expand 
a strong support base. So by first, like I had to do, right? I had to check my ego, check the ego, check and, check and see what's going on with you, your life. How are you doing relationships? All that stuff. See, that will help us when it comes to picking which resources will absolutely help us to strengthen our support base. Like, again, if you're looking at a menu and you're looking at all the resources on that menu, you're less likely to ask, some, ask someone, well, what's the, what's the soup of the day? What's, what do you recommend? I mean, you can ask what the soup of the day is. Like, say, if you're in a restaurant, you're looking at the menu and you can't quite decide what you want because you really don't know yourself right <laughs> so it's like you you picture yourself looking at that menu of resources right so if you know thyself know yourself have a great relationship with yourself you can look and pick and choose on that menu of resources and say you know what i'll have that i'll have this and yeah i'll try that because you know your palate you know your palate so that waiter or waitress can suggest all they would like what a great meal for you would be but if you know yourself and you know what you like you know what to pick on that menu so when it comes to the resources yeah when you start to come out your comfort zone and reach out into your community you'll already be online with what will probably work for you even when you want to try new and different things, as far as like the resources go for your support base, because you know yourself and you're discovering more things about yourself, you can try new things with a lack of fear. You're going to feel some anxiety. However, it's not going to overpower your coming out your comfort zone and saying, you know what? I'll try that. Like for me, I was explaining earlier, guys, how one of the things I would do to come out of my comfort zone is I would start to spend a little bit more time out in nature. That's very helpful. Now, when I come back home, because I've spent maybe a day at the beach and I've gone out to the park somewhere, because see, at first, guys, there was the anxiety issue. Uh, absolutely. I'm not going to even lie to you there were anxiety issues okay but little by little just taking little bitty baby steps right it helped me to come out my comfort zone so of course it's going to be uncomfortable at first when i you know go out to the beach or go to a place that i've never been before guys this is something now it's a little bit easier for me to do the part of going somewhere i've never been but going to places that i am familiar with yeah, it's a whole lot easier now. But when it comes to places that I've never been before, yeah, it's I, I still have to work on that. <laughs> but one of the things that I do in my support base is make sure I have a great relationship with myself. So before ending this stream, I just want to recap on some of the things that I was discussing in the presentation slides, right? I just want to go ahead and say, make sure you have a great relationship with yourself. Be patient with yourself. Love yourself. Okay? So when we are in tuned with ourselves, that means when that little inner voice, 
goes off, you know, when that intuition starts kicking in, we are in tuned. We're having a great relationship with ourselves so we can pay attention. Therefore, we can trust ourselves a lot better. So when I trust myself a lot better and I'm in tuned, that means my senses and my ability and my skill sharpens of figuring out who's trustworthy and who isn't because I trust myself first. You know, some people say, well, you know, I trust myself. I don't trust that person over there. And they don't really even know the person. They haven't tested and tried that person's energy and spirit. They haven't tested the spirits. They haven't tried the energy. They don't know that person at all, but they look over there and, you know, they just cast in shade. Oh, I don't trust that person. But when you trust yourself, that skill of knowing who to trust or in other words, who's trustworthy and who isn't, that skill will sharpen because you know yourself, you trust yourself. So when that little, you know, that little intuition starts going off, you don't just, you know, push it aside. No, you tune in. Hope that makes sense. So having enough, you know, about yourself, having enough confidence in yourself to say, you know what? I'm a little afraid right now. I don't feel too good about this, but you know what? I'm going to try it. I don't have a lot of evidence to support my fear. See, fear serves a purpose. However, where it doesn't serve us is when we don't have any support. We don't have any basis for that fear. We don't have any evidence to support that fear. We, we, I mean, it's like it's just all in the head. You know, we're just psyching ourselves into thinking that that's something to fear when there's there was no real evidence for it. Now, I'm not saying that to belittle or to judge anyone. I'm bringing that up because I had that issue before that went right into my anxiety. OK, so I really wanted to reiterate that before ending this, the live stream is saying that, hey, you know, in order to get the blueprint you know, drawn up, you got to create that blueprint first. What's going to help to draw the blueprint and to create it is to first find out where you are emotionally, spiritually, psychologically, so on and so on. Where are you? How do you do relationships? Issues. How do you resolve problems? Do you appreciate yourself for anything? Or do you just wait for everybody else to shower love upon you, to appreciate you? It's very important. And I found this out through trial and error. It's like, okay, you know, am I just waiting around for everybody to say, oh, I, you know, I love you. I appreciate you. And no, no, uh, I had to learn guys how to do this for myself. I had to learn how to do it. It took little baby steps and it's a progress. It takes time. You know, a lot of people want the instant fix me upper, you know, like put it in the microwave and it's done. I'll just, I'll just take my self-confidence. I'll just take my, you know, self-esteem and I'll pop it into the microwave and whoa, five minutes is done. <laughs> it's on and popping, but no, it doesn't work that way. It really doesn't. It's a progress. It takes time. So having a relationship with yourself is very key when it comes to creating that blueprint.
okay and so once you find out where you are then you can start looking at the current relationships you know just lay them all out look at them well figuratively speaking lay them all out <laughs> right and look at them look at each one of your relationships take inventory say wait a minute i know in certain relationships that i have i support others but they i'm not getting the support okay now this may sound like i'm scolding some of you what i'm getting ready to say but i had to learn this and i learned it the hard way the way people in our personal lives tend to treat us correlates with how we treat ourselves so that goes right back to the relationship to have with yourself are you negligent i know i was i was negligent in the relationship with myself because my inner child was still hurting still wounded from past toxic and dysfunctional relationship trauma was the result of some of those toxic relationships that i've had in my past so my inner child was wounded and because i was negligent whereas my inner child was all of my dysfunctional and toxic relationships manifested that people making promises and they weren't keeping them people giving a word and they weren't backing their word they weren't keeping their word people sending me mixed messages i love you but that person knew that i was raped and they knew the person who raped me this is an example and they're friends with them that's mixed messages how can you love and care about me when your actions betray you see all of these things guys is a manifestation of my being negligent to myself so when i was negligent to myself that was all over every dysfunctional relationship i had every last one of them again people not keeping their word not really caring about if i need a shoulder to cry on if i need support they're not being there but yet they were okay with my providing them the support so guys i hope that makes sense and again i you know i had i learned this the hard way it was like you know what um so and so over there i know they're they're gossiping this is another example they're gossiping so more than likely they're gossiping about me because anybody who gossips to you about somebody else yeah they can do it to you too and more than likely they they are they are talking about you behind your back <laughs> and i'm not laughing about you know i'm just i'm laughing because i found this out the hard way okay so when it comes again when it comes to taking inventory of the relationships we gotta take we just we gotta stop idealizing it can't keep idealizing saying well you know what i you know i wish so and so would would you know treat me like they love me i wish they would treat me as well as i treat them if it's a cluster b personality forget it not gonna happen it's just not gonna happen so why would you continue to invest your time energy even finances 
into an individual who is blatantly showing you that they don't appreciate you. It goes right back to the relationship you're having with yourself. So when I began to work my support base, one of the first things that I did, guys, was to check my ego to the point where I was able, and guys, it was ugly. That was, whoo, that was a dark time in my life. It was ugly. When I had to look in my own eyes and admit that I was negligent to my inner child. I was negligent. And you're talking about a crying sister. You're talking about somebody who was crying a lot about that. Yeah, I did. I had to release that because there were some people that I was involved with at that time, even prior to that time, that I can see that manifestation of negligence of the self. I could see it. It's like, wow, that was one of the biggest epiphanies I have ever had thus far in my life. That's That was one of the biggest. That was one of the hugest ones because I'm like, oh my goodness. I was neglecting my inner child Yet I expected certain other individuals to appreciate me, to validate me, to respect me, to love me. Yet I wasn't doing it for myself. So when I was talking about earlier, when I was going through the slides, when I was talking about earlier how when we profess with our mouths that we desire something, our actions betray us every time. So if we meditate, we pray, we get quiet, and if we profess with our mouths that we would like some changes in our dysfunctional relationships, yet we fail to realize that the relationship with ourselves is not on point. Not going to change. Those relationships will not change. You know why? Because the relationship with ourselves have not changed. So we can profess with our mouths all we want to about, I wish my mom would love me more. I wish the communication between me and my father was on. We can, we can, we can cry till the cows come home. Not going to change. You know why? Because the relationship with yourself has not changed. You still are negligent to your inner child who was wounded. That's an example because this doesn't pertain to everyone who's watching or who will see this video. But I know for me, that was an epiphany. That was one of the large, the hugest epiphanies I've ever had thus far. Was that, wait a minute. I expect people to shower me with love, yet I, I'm negligent. So yeah, having the relationship with yourself is key to drawing up the blueprint because that will help you deter to determine what you need in your support base. Because if you emotionally, psychologically, you know, even physically, if you're dealing with pain, depression is the emotional part. Okay. Also, the emotional part is the, I'm sorry, emotional and spiritual could be where that depression falls in. Because depression is just like a huge weight on you. It's very heavy. It's like a dark shadow overshadowing your whole life. So depression is very discouraged, discouraging, disheartening. 
it's, it's a lot to deal with. So when it comes to checking out not only all of your relationships, but checking out the one you have with yourself in conjunction and conjunction, meaning adding on to that, you have to look at where you are spiritually, emotionally, psychologically. Where, where are you right now? Physically, where are you? What can you handle? What can't, what, what you will not tolerate? What is it that you won't tolerate? You got to look at all that. Like, okay, I have chronic pain. I may have knee problems, back problems. I may have headaches. All these things are in relation to the state that you're in spiritually, psychologically, and emotionally, even energetic, your energy body. See, when somebody is in chronic pain, this is another thing I've learned, right? Just sharing. When somebody is in chronic pain, it usually reflects what's going on in their life emotionally. So if you have emotional stress, if you're just up under a lot of stress, your body takes a toll. Your energy body does too. So when it comes to the energy body, when you deal with certain people, you may not feel so good. That's where the energy body comes in. If you are negligent to pay attention to that, it's going gonna, it's gonna to blow up. It's going to show up and blow up. Something's got to give. And I don't mean that, you know, like when I say blow up, I don't mean that in a very negative way. I'm just saying when we don't take care of ourselves, it is really not fair to expect other people to do that. It really isn't. And so when it comes to the blueprint, when you find out exactly what's going on with you and what's going on externally, meaning your relationships, then that will help you to draw up that blueprint. So if you're, for example, you're dealing, if you're dealing with depression, if you have been diagnosed with PTSD, all these things you have to take into consideration when you're drawing and creating the blueprint. Because you can say something like, okay, I'm dealing with symptoms of PTSD. Bam, in the blueprint. I don't need to go and join a support group for alcohol, you know, adult children of alcoholics. I don't have to do that. But some of us would have to do that because maybe that's why we're depressed. Some of us will have to go ahead and seek counseling. I'm just keeping it real. This is why I say it's so important to draw up the blueprint. Take inventory of not only your relationship with yourself, but all of your relationships that you currently have. Take a look at it. Don't idealize them. Stop idealizing others because we all deal with stuff. We all have a life and we all, we all have a story. We all of our lives have purpose. Everybody, even those people that you don't get along with right now, their life has purpose. They have a story just like you do, just like I do. And we're all on this planet for a reason. Okay. So that's what I had to do in order to get over my ego is say, wait a minute, that person over there, they, their behavior is very abusive. No excuses. 
they can come up they can come up with all kinds of reasons okay however what usually happens is that people who are defensive when they don't treat us well and they're defensive they're not ready to take responsibility for it they come up with all kinds of excuses don't they so reasons and excuses two different things so this is how I sometimes in my past I have looked at certain people it's like wait a minute they're their behavior is very abusive right and i am changing i'm changing i'm working my support base that that's how far i got along guys was that i started to work my support base i had already drawn up my blueprint but i was working my support base and i was able to use my past as a reference guys and reflect and say wait a minute so and so their behavior is still abusive but you know what they have a story their life has purpose they're here on the planet for a reason they may not even know that but i do you know why because i know that about myself i have a support base because i know my life has purpose and i also know I have a story all of that see i can't control how others choose to think to live their lives to behave I, I can't can't control that and so when i'm in a relationship with somebody that i don't resonate with mm -mm, not gonna work whether they have abusive behavior or not if we don't buy what we talking for <laughs> you know why, why are we in a relationship right gotta move on gotta move on so that's why i really wanted to reiterate the blueprint to have the support base because you gotta do the blueprint first then you get to the support base so with the blueprint the other thing that i had to or i chose to consider was how do i treat myself and what were my contributions not only to myself but to others how was i contributing how was i contributing and what was i contributing how do i talk to myself when i'm having challenges is it a rough tone is it an anger tone is it like oh you're a loser and you know the negative chatter go am i really downing myself or am I saying, you know what? Uh, I'm, I'm in the middle of this right now. I don't feel too good. It's scary. I don't like it, blah, 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 blah. But you know what? I already envision that I'm going to land on my feet. I'm going to come out on top. I already see it. I don't have the details of it, but I already envision that I've gotten through it. At the time, it doesn't feel too good. <laughs> Just the other day, something occurred with me. And I, I had to pep talk myself. And guys, that whole thing turned around. The issue got resolved. Also, at the end of it, yes, everything turned out in my favor and better. So, you know, I'm just putting that out there to say, you know what? Our minds are very powerful. When we are intent on having a great life, there is really no reason not to have it. 
So when we have that blueprint and it goes right into that support base, this is how that support base not only can be strengthened, but it can expand. And when you know yourself, you will be able to have more confidence and saying, you know what, um, this individual over here, they will be a great aspect of my support base because they're trustworthy and they resonate with what I've gone through. So they are excellent in being a part of my support base. Plus, they're willing. They're available. That's huge, guys. Because one of the mistakes that I made in my past was trying to, this is when I had a weak support base, when I was trying to uh, team up and work with people who, first of all, I didn't have resonance with. Secondly, they didn't care about what I went through. Yikes. Thirdly, right? They had no experience. They couldn't, they couldn't relate to what I was going through. Now, what I mean by experience, I'm not necessarily talking about professional, like a doctor or something. I mean, that's there too. But I'm saying that they didn't have any experience with what I had gone through. They, they, that goes right into the resonance. But anyway, I made that mistake in the past. I've, I've been around people in my support base where it's like or i interacted with people in my support base that really they weren't an effective aspect of my support base okay i hope that makes sense but it's like you know that doesn't work so as i began to work my support base right along with that went with my my uh, relationship with myself so it's like okay if i'm treating myself well, then I can better see or have a clarification of what will work for me in my support base because I'm already intuitive. So when my intuitive abilities start going off, I don't neglect them. I don't push them aside because I'm in tune. I'm having that relationship with myself. Then I can see who's trustworthy. And who isn't not saying that we won't ever make mistakes about that yeah we're, we're all here to learn but i'm just saying the better relationship you have with yourself the better the relationships with others you will have and you will experience so yeah guys i i know i went on a little bit longer than i actually you know planned to today but i really wanted to do this for you and i hope that this presentation that is there for you to look at later i hope it proves to be very effective for you i hope it really proves to be not only inspiring but motivated for you to continue to move forward because i'm telling you again from experience when it comes to those dysfunctional relationships it takes a lot out of you it takes a lot out of you and it absolutely causes discouragement i'm going to re i'm just going to go ahead and go into that a little bit when a person is discouraged they cannot see clearly what would help them to resolve that issue that they're discouraged about so they won't even see the possible you know solutions they won't see it because they're so busy focused on okay you know this doesn't work that doesn't work and so 
yeah, having that relationship is very important with yourself. And again, hope you guys enjoyed this live streaming. I hope you enjoyed this video and I hope you enjoyed the slide. Now, I went on and put the slide. I hope I did. Yeah, I did. I put the slide um, in the description box. Also, in the chat, maybe I'll put it, let's see if I can put it in the chat. I'm gonna try to put it in the chat room. Okay, here we go. Oh, I think I just lost it. All right. I hope you guys can see that. There is the, yeah, there is the um, presentation. And I guess you guys can let me know if you can see that. Yeah, but just go ahead in the comments. Let me know if you did receive the presentation. And if you didn't, I will send it to you in the description box in the video. I'll just go ahead and have to do the editing and put that in the description box for you. But I'm quite certain it's there. But I just went on and put it in the chat. And um, you guys let me know if you can see that. Check something out. Do, 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 do. Okay, guys. <laughs> I see you guys saying the residue. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, guys. Oh, you Tara, the residue. Tara, <laughs> yeah. don't cry. Um, Girl, don't cry. <laughs> okay. okay. Hey, Red Lily. <laughs> oh, Tara, the I just went on and put the um, the presentation in the chat room. I see you guys. Thank you guys again for joining me. And another live stream will be posted pretty shortly. Okay. Um, I'm going to probably try to make sure that the next live stream is about an hour and a half. Okay. Maybe an hour, hour and a half, but I know some of you stars who have been with me, you already know how much I can start talking. <laughs> so, um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Hi, Ronnie. You're welcome. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Bye, Bonnie. 
We must be our own best friend first. Ellie, that's a great point. I know you got it from me, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys. Um, oh, I okay. Some more. <laughs> sure. Okay, guys. Thank you so much for your comments. Thank you for joining me in the chat. And I'm gonna go ahead and conclude this live streaming. And again, stay tuned for the next live streaming, which will probably be in about a week to two weeks. Wherever you are on the planet, be well. My stars, thank you so much. Thank you for your subscription, as well as the support for the work that I do here on Luminous Star. Okay, guys, the snow is still outside, and I think I'm going to go out and play. <laughs> All right, guys. Goodbye. Okay, guys. The snow is still outside, and I think I'm going to go out and play.